It is Thanksgiving, and there's one thing that's been sort of echoing in my heart and mind these days of, uh, well, for a while now, and I am thankful that God created us for relationships. He's designed us to be connected with people. He's designed us to be connected with himself. But there was a time in my life, I'm glad it was short-lived time, where I wanted to stay in a dark place, and I did not want to talk to anybody, even my family. But it was because of God's grace and his mercy that I was able to come out of that. And so I am so grateful that he loved me so much to work through that, that he created this relationship I can have with him and with each one of you that we can love one another. But there was a time where I didn't have that. And today we want to continue in this thought process of uh, having a relationship with God. And you have to turn this one on as well. It's really important. <laughs> Remember, this is what we've been talking about, that we are a people transforming the world together through the power of God one life at a time. We want to see people's lives changed because of the work of God. And that's because God changed me. He worked in me. I want to see that continuing to happen. And so, but what I've discovered, we are a people that stay close in. We're very person oriented. We just want to keep in our own little bubble sometimes. And so I want to expand that today and say that life is so much more than that. So I got hula hoops that I'm going to juggle. No, I'm not. But I know that disappoints many. But there is this family circle, uh, personal. You, you're, most people stay in this one, right? May the flower continue to bloom in my multitasking this morning. That I don't need. I do not need sermon notes. I am good. Uh, <laughs> that scares you. Uh, how about community? No, I don't want community here. We'll put church here. How about Jesus? Get this working here. And then community and family I'll put over here. We'll keep our camera guys going. So many of us, we like to live in our own little circle and stay there. It's safe. We don't let anybody in. I can't get hurt. Right? I just stay here. No one's going to hurt me. I'm going to stay in my personal space. But when God comes in and does a transforming work, that is... Uh... <laughs> we'll work on that. I'm glad that we don't need these things. Uh, I have my props before me. <laughs> but God's created us for much more than this, right? And this is what really blows my mind is that when I was in my space and I only wanted just me, I didn't want anything else to come in to my life because it's where I was. Jesus was willing enough to reach out, working in my life, that eventually I allowed Jesus into my life. 
And he transformed my life. He gave me a love for people. It was God's supernatural work. And so we want to do that same thing of we want to help people to belong even before they believe. That's what we want to do here at MRAC. And what does that mean? To help people belong even before they believe. Because some would rather try to... You might disagree with that statement. But I want to walk us through to say why we need to hold to this today. Because it's critical. That we help people belong even before they believe. And I'm going to start with Jesus and what Jesus has done. And it's going to flow from Jesus to the church. And who's the church? Yeah, the follower of Jesus. So if you are here today and you're just checking it out, saying, what does it mean to be a Christian? Maybe you're watching online saying, what is this? Uh, We're going to walk through and say, everybody is welcome in this place. Welcome in your life. We don't hold back and say, ah, no, sorry, you don't belong in my life. Even though I, last, oh, a week ago or so, I was asking people uh, if they felt they belonged here at MRAC. And someone said, oh, yeah, I just feel like I'm in the circle. I I love this church. It's awesome. It's great. I really love it. And there are others that they come in the church doors into these lobby and they don't feel they're in the circle. They're standing on the outside looking in. We are a friendly church. We are very friendly. And that is good. But friendly doesn't make you belong. What does it take to allow somebody to belong? to be part of, to allow them into your personal space. Are we willing to do that? We have different possible relationships, but who will you let into your circle? Some of you are very open and just, woohoo, come on in, and you're very open, you allow people into your lives, and others are very protective and... uh, What's the word, introvert? I I just, I like my own little space. But God doesn't use the word introvert or extrovert. (laughs) He just calls us to do something. And so we want to see these different circles of, of possibilities of our lives. But we want to help people belong even before they believe. Now, I will say this. That when I allow somebody into my life and allow them to belong, I'm not ashamed to say that I do want you to believe. I do want you to know Jesus. So just as long as you're aware of that. When you're part of the the, the MRAC family, you know, we want you to belong, but we do want you to believe. For we are not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation. So we're going to love you, but we're going to also encourage you to follow Jesus, uh, to believe in Jesus. So, but we're still going to love you. It's not like, hey, I refuse to love Jesus. Well, we're still going to love you. (laughs) Okay. 
There's a difference here. And we see that with Jesus. In Romans 5, for while we were still helpless, at, right, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. We would hardly die for a righteous person, maybe for a good person. No, but God demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Where we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loves us so much. He said, I'm going to demonstrate my love to you that I am going to die for you. I'm going to pursue you. How many times have you come to a place where I said no to Jesus personally and God continued to pursue? God pursues us. He demonstrates his love to us. So should not a follower of Jesus do the same? We're going to look at a scripture. So I, I, I said here, we want to declare that at MRAC, you belong even before you believe. That's just, we are MRAC people. Everybody belongs here even before they believe because we are going to demonstrate God's love to them. Amen. All right. Yes. We're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's morning, but come on. And you guys are more alive than 11 o'clock. So I really appreciate you guys. Uh, <laughs> God is going to do a work. Uh, let's read some scripture. Look up Luke chapter 10. Heavenly Father, as we do come to your word, we pray, Father, would your spirit speak? We just open to hear from you. And God, I ask, anoint these lips and may your words go forth. I ask in the name of Jesus, amen. On one occasion, which were on many occasions, uh, the expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to obtain eternal life? What is written in the law, Jesus replied, and how do you read it? And this expert in the law says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But again, the expert in the law guy, he says, hey, who's my neighbor? We love to redirect when something is that pointed, Right? And Jesus tells the story. There's a man was going down to Jerusalem to Jericho. Business trip. And he was attacked by robbers and they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away leaving him half dead. There was a priest. This would hit home to the law, expert in the law, dude, who happened to go down the same road and when he saw that man, he passed by on the other side. Now, he would have passed by on the other side, and he could have justified it very easily because he would say, oh, he's unclean, I'm clean. If I mess with this guy, I'm going to be unclean at all, man. Then I won't be able to do my ministry because I'm unclean. So, and save, I can do good by doing, instead of going through all the ceremony, I would have to take two days off of work. You know, I'll just bypass him. You know, whatever he wanted to do to justify, the priest said no. Now the Levite, on the other hand, when he came, 
The Levite walks by the guy and says, whoa, he's not a Jew. I'm here, to, my neighbor is my Jew, so I am not, I'm not obligated to care for him, so I will pass by. So for whatever reason, the Levite and the, the priest said no. Then they bring to this picture just, oh, a Samaritan. He traveled by and saw the man, and he had pity. He had empathy, compassion on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put him on his own donkey and brought him to a hotel and said, hey, here's payment for two days, two nights. Uh, I'll, I'll come and check up with you later and I'll pay whatever is needed when I come back. Wow. That's pretty amazing. He goes, which of these Three, do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of a robber? And the expert of the law had no choice but to choose. It was the man who showed mercy. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. That Samaritan, the good Samaritan as we call him, he was a willing to allow somebody, a stranger, into his life. And care for him. The problem that uh, lies here, we shouldn't be asking who is our neighbor. We shouldn't be asking who's our neighbor. But am I willing to be a neighbor to somebody and show them love? Am I willing to be a neighbor, a good neighbor to show somebody love? That's really what Jesus was calling us out to. To love the Lord your God with everything within you. And to love our neighbor as ourselves. Will I allow somebody else into my personal space? The Levite said, yeah, sure, I will let the church. They're my family. I've got them. I'll take care of them. You know, maybe it is your family, personal family. You will allow them in. He was willing to allow a stranger in. See, that's the difference when we allow Jesus into our lives. When we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our being, everything within us. There's a love that comes, that is poured out into us. We are going to demonstrate his love. Do you ever think of that? We're going to demonstrate his love to others because it's a supernatural love. God has poured out his love into us because we have said yes to Jesus. Jesus is transforming us. This love, we're so excited. God loves me so much, this relationship. It actually flows out of us. Now, some would say, well, I need to feel it. I need to feel this love. The love we're talking about here is actually agape love. It's not, that's a Greek word. It means unconditional. We have one word for love. And when, so when we translate it, we need to understand that. Greek would have eros love. I love my wife. You know, feely love. My friendship saying, hey, friend, let's go. I got your back. I got you. 
There is the storage love, the, the family, just that I care for family. But then there's agape love, unconditional love. It's a command to love. It's not a feeling. It's actually just go do it. But the cool part is that God gives us this love that we can love others. He actually even makes it a benchmark. He gives us a line to say, how are we doing? You're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. Like, whoa. How do you care for yourself? Well, I got a lot of stuff. I, uh, I care for myself pretty good. That's the benchmark of how we care for our neighbor, that person we're called to love. It's a supernatural love. It's a powerful love that changes us. Paying attention where I am. (laughs) We're called to demonstrate this love. So if my personal relationship is in Christ, he's part of my circle, the church naturally becomes part of that as well. Right? It becomes part of my life. Like the the Levite saying, I got this family. I'm going to love my family. We're not going to do it perfectly, but I'm going to demonstrate God's love through me to people here because that's what God calls us to do. Now, so often we stop right here because, you know, we're a cozy bunch. We love each other. It's really cool, right? And people come and we sort of, hey, good to see you. Thanks for coming. But we'll stick to our our group. And God calls us to go farther than that. Now there's some that they love their family, but maybe their family doesn't love them. <laughs> well, sometimes that's sad, that happens. But that should be in this same circle. When we think of family, I, I think of it this way Jesus loved me even when I didn't want to be part of his family. He kept demonstrating his love to me. And I realized there are people. Their families are broken. They don't have that that love. But you're reaching out. You're saying, I love my family. I keep reaching to them and say, I want to love you. I want to care for you. I want to be there. You know, sometimes it's through, hey, I screwed up. Forgive me. And I want to love and care for you. And they keep getting pushed back. But that doesn't stop us from being called to what we're called to do. We're called to love no matter what. We're called to love our family, even when they're not easy to love. We're called to love each other. You're called to love me, even if I'm unlovable. Yeah. Even if I rub you the wrong way. You know, sometimes people call church like a bunch of people that have porcupines. It's like they poke each other all the time. Uh, But we're called to love. We're called to care for each other. And it goes beyond that, that it reaches around the world, that this love goes all the way around the world of relationship, caring for people, to love them supernaturally, powerfully, that we're to demonstrate this love. 
And I know we are good at doing this. Um, we have the food for the soul where we, on Saturdays, we're dispersing food. This is a location where we do that to reach into our community. We have uh, the women's shelter we're supporting and getting things for. We're going and getting the shoe boxes and helping and just spreading God's love. Sometimes that's easier going out there, but can we demonstrate love to people that walk in the doors, your neighbors, that person at the grocery store, people that God puts into our lives? We need to be a place personally where people belong before they believe. We need to be a church body where people belong even before they believe because we are demonstrating God's love to them. We're following where Jesus says, I'm going to demonstrate my love that while you're yet sinners, Christ died for us. We too demonstrate his love to people before they believe. I think of some people, I, many of you know Jim, who I called my drug buddy Jim, right? You know, he, he, when he came in that first Sunday, and he sat back there, and I invited two people to come over to my house for lunch, and they brought him. Remember this story I've shared with you? This buddy Jim, eight years, he hounded me. He was at my doorstep every day. He was at the door, if it wasn't at my doorstep at the house, he was here when I pulled up in the mornings. Did I actually love him every day? No. He was into my personal space. But I still demonstrated God's love to him. I continued to love him. You as a church family continued to love him. Years. He stole from me. He lied. But we continued to love him. That person who sat back there that first day and walked in here is now... Singing to seniors. He took his instrument that he loved and turned it in for the glory of God. That is the power of God that transforms lives. Because he was will we were willing to allow him to belong even before he believed. That's what God wants us to do. He wants people to belong. Connect. Connect into your personal space. And some of you, that's very uncomfortable. We sort of reach out from our personal space. You know, I'll, I'll send a little money over there. I'll help. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll. And God's calling us to allow them in to your personal space. We want to be a church that demonstrates God's love every place, not just in this building, not just at, you know, reaching out at fingertips, but to allow people in to your personal space. Will you let 
God do that in your life? There's a few ways of doing that. I'll just, in closing off this part, I'll give some examples of generosity. Are you willing to be generous and just say, I'm going to put it out there. I'm like, just show God's love. Hospitality. There's a uh, lost art to have people into your house. Last time I did that, I had eight hours, eight years of torment. No. <laughs> it was a blessing. I actually, I have to confess, when he wasn't playing his electric guitar when he was living with us, and he got out his acoustic, he had this beautiful music he could play. And it was so comforting and relaxing. Just didn't do it often enough. Uh, I keep reminding, can you just play the guitar, not the bass? Uh, uh, but anyways, we have that place where you're willing to allow people in and just show them hospitality into your personal space. How about blessing? Just blessing someone. Say, God, who can I bless this week? God, will you show me somebody that I'm going to bless this week? If it's in your workplace, in your family, in your community. And people are doing that here. And I just encourage you, keep doing that. That we are a church that makes a place where you belong even before you believe. But remember that we're not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation. Another one you got to remember is don't expect something in return. There's a church rule. I don't know if you know this rule, but if you invite, somebody invites you over for lunch, right, you know, you have to invite them over for lunch now. So I just declined. So, no, just, <laughs> no, it's not a rule. Stop it. First of all, don't feel guilty for not allowing somebody else over. But we're all to show hospitality. Invite people over that you will not expect to invite you back. How's that? Willing to love people, not expecting something in return, is powerful. God calls us to do that. Some basic things on a Sunday morning. Don't always sit in the same place. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. You can sit in your same place if you don't know who's sitting around you. But next time, say, hey, let's all sit in a different place and we'll meet after and see how we did. You know, who are those people on the east side? They're strange. But you should check them, you know. <laughs> that opportunity. We have a, you know, as pastors, we know who's here by where you sit. <laughs> Just saying, you want to mess us up. Sit in a different place, you know? I'm like, oh, where's Vern? Oh, I know where Vern is. He's always over there, you know? It's amazing. So switch it up is all I'm saying. I want to encourage you. Here's another easy one. Uh, if you see somebody in the lobby and maybe they're on their phone, their head's down, typically I don't go to those people because I'm like, oh, they want their personal space. But sometimes... God wants you to break into that space. I remember visiting with somebody after a service. We're, we're here talking. And she goes, 
She was looking up into the lobby with the doors open. I'm supposed to go talk to that person. I'm like, well, go. She goes, no, I'm supposed to go talk to that person. <laughs> she didn't move. Uh, she went. It wasn't interesting. I sort of followed behind and watched. Entertainment. Uh, it was an awkward moment. She reached out and said, hi, and gave her name. The other person reached out and said, hi. And they looked at each other. <laughs> but that's okay. They are best friends now, which is really neat, because she was obedient to say, I'm going to go and say hi to that person. I don't know who she is. And she was protecting herself. So I, I challenge you to actually step over and say hi to someone. Say, hey, what got you to the place of coming through those doors? Simple question, because we all have the story of what got us to come through that door. And you start a, 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 a conversation there. You can talk around interests. You can do all those things. But to think about it. We want to help people belong. Not just be friendly, because we're good at that, but to help people belong. Allow them into your personal space, because Jesus did that for you. He invited you into his personal space to have a relationship with you. He created us for this relationship. And so I need to wrap that up and, and actually come to this place we call the, the Lord's table. But if this is your desire, that you want to say, yeah, Lord, I want to love people before they belong, just close your eyes. Join me in this prayer. Just quietly, you can pray along. Lord, may I be a blessing to my neighbors, not just those that are close to me, but those that you have brought into my life near and far away. Lord, may I be a good Samaritan to someone today. May your Holy Spirit fill us that I may have compassion, that I may be a bearer of goodwill towards others. Lord, consume my soul with kindness, love, Cast away all negative notions and allow your spirit to have free reign in my life. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.